The Recovery Greenhouse is a podcast dedicated to the growth of ideas, concepts, and outlooks that support recovery and recovering communities. I am Gerald Watt, your host and a person in long-term recovery. I am also founder and executive director of Salt Valley Voices of Recovery, a recovery community organization serving Northwest Illinois. I am a certified recovery support specialist, entrepreneur, and a father. After a long list of careers, I found my calling in helping others find recovery. I work with many, many people and several addiction-related advisory boards every day. My core belief is that people must make an effort to change their lives for recovery. The saying, no pain, no gain, is exactly correct. A person cannot experience significant life changes without enduring, accepting, and often welcoming discomfort. It isn't the change that hurts, it's our resistance to it. Today my guest is Bobby Lewis, a pastor, a long-term friend, and person dedicated to working uh, to help others find recovery from addiction. Uh, Unfortunately, our original recording came back with a lot of background noise, and I probably would have recorded it a second time. However, I felt the energy that we had was just amazing. Um, Bobby is a long-term, long-term, all-my-life friend, and uh, I don't know that I could recapture the natural nature of the conversation. So I, I ask that you indulge in this maiden voyage and um, know that we have taken steps to make sure that future episodes will not have the same problems. Again, I'm Gerald Watt, and I welcome you to the Recovery Greenhouse. Today, my guest is Bobby Lewis, a longtime friend of mine and a pastor, founder of Joy Life Center Church. And uh, Bobby and I are going to be talking about addiction ministry and how he came to have a passion for uh, recovery. So, uh, Bobby, welcome. Thank you for having me, Daryl. This is a wonderful thing you're doing here. Well, thank you, brother. Thank you. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. T- talk about talk about Joy Life Center. Where did that come from? Joy Life Center um, has been a vision for some time, Daryl. Um, and because you know me, you know I, my my heart has always been um, to helping people. Um, and, and the commitment to, to just living better. Um, and within the last 20 years, um, God has spoken to me um, in, in to having a better relationship with God um, in order to change my life uh, for the better. And as I have been walking with God uh, one step at a time, um, I, I was led to go to seminary, um, and then within the last uh, couple of years, God has been speaking to me about creating uh, a space and a place, um, not just physically, but um, virtually, um, that people can come to to understand the joy in living, um, the joy in your life. Uh, we know that we all go through something, um, and we, there, life is not without challenges. Um, but what God is asking us to do is to focus on God, right? To, to, to find those spaces and places where we realize that as long as we have breath, um, there is joy, there is opportunity, there is a chance. Um, and that's what we should be focused on. So 
Joy Life Center uh, is, is that beacon, is that space and place where we can come, uh, gather as community, um, uh, uh, e even in diversity, right, and even in our differences, but find um, joy uh, with God in the center of our life. Well, here's here's the thing, man. Let me let me first let's take one step back, and and I appreciate you explaining all that because that's a great yeah. setup for for the conversation I want to have with you today. Um, and and so so that people know, Bobby and I have known each other since we were children. I don't remember meeting Bobby. We we played together <laughs> in short pants on the block when we were, were were little tiny children. So we've known each other and seen the the growth and then we worked together in the music business and then uh and we partied together and we did all yeah. the things we do together and 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 now we we are moving into this new era of our lives and and we are working together i i am trying my best to support and help joy life center and bobby and i are looking to put together a uh a recovery home in in honor of uh, his brother which i'm sure we'll talk about later but um, we, we, we know each other and we can, we can yeah. say the things to each other that need to be said. Um, right. and so I'm going to say something that I don't know. I would say to anybody else, other clergy and I, and I, and I like to see where you, where it takes you, Bob. And that okay. is all my life. I've been associated with the church. My family was Catholic. They took me to Catholic church. And in my mind, Catholic church is a little uh, stiff, mm -hmm. right? You know, I've been to church with your family and, you know, y'all get the roof raised. Y'all get it going. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you know, between between your brother playing the drums and your other brother playing the, the, the bass guitar, they get, they get it going. Yeah. <laughs> but, but all that being said, I really have never seen God in church i've seen a man at the front of the church telling me if i talk to him he will convey my message to god whereas mm. at the tables of the 12-step support groups whereas in my work in recovery whereas in the jails whereas in the the sober houses i have seen god because i see a man walk in a mess and three months later his life is put back together and he's back with his family and, and, and moving forward. And, um, I guess, you know, that, it, that, that's just my statement. So, so you, <laughs> what is that as, as a man of the cloth, what does that say to you? Well, you know, so, so it's wonderful that you bring this to the table because these are the types of conversations that we should be having as community, right? Um, one of the things is that you mentioned that stood out to me is, the 12-step program, right? Well, how many disciples did Jesus have? Oh, look at that, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I see what and, you did right. there. You, you see what I'm saying? And and, and so there, there is literal parallel, right, to um, what what we have discovered in life. Um, and, and that's why the, they say that the Bible is a roadmap to life because um, everything that we go through now, everything that we've been through, and everything that we will go through, has an example in the Bible. So the, the one thing that we must do as community is stop going to church to find Jesus through another man. That's not really why we go to church. We go to church to find our own relationship with God. 
Mm-hmm. What we what we what we look at from church and community is to try to find equally yoked individuals that are going through life together and saying, you know what, Christianity, this thing, God, right, um, and 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 not the Christianity that we know that is. Um, uh, 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 we're not talking about uh, manipulative Christianity, right? We're not talking about um, using the Bible to your advantage. We're talking about the basic uh, rules and tools that are provided through the Bible that allow us to have a better life. And that's why we come together in community on Sunday morning. Too many people come to church thinking that, well, if I walk through those doors, I'll be changed. That's not really it. What you have to do, and, and here's another thing that I love what you said in your opening statement, is that change doesn't come without going through something, right? Right. So you you, you got to give up something. You've got to be willing to give up a lifestyle to have a new life. And that's what this, that's what walking with God is. It's willing to say, you know, I'm going to let go of the drugs. I'm going to let go of the drinking. I'm going to let go of the lying. I'm going to let go of the stealing. I'm going to get, let go of the cheating. And the comforts and that they bring. And, and, and the, the comforts that they bring. Right. <laughs> right. To, to, to have something new that is sustainable. Right. Because all of these things that we go through, it, 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 that, that we try to manipulate life, they're not sustainable. They're, they're, they're very short-lived. And that's why we always end up in circumstances that uh, are, are, you know, heavily burdened, uh, or let's just put it real, circumstances that we find ourselves in the hot seat on, right? Because mm-hmm. it's very short-lived. We're, what we're looking for, and that's what joy is, right? What we're looking for is sustainable joy. What we're looking for is to be able to sustain this. And then, to your point, why, when we go to church, and we hear this word, and we might stomp and shout, we might clap and all of that because it feels good there. But when we walk out, boy, we really feel like things haven't changed in our life. Why? Because we haven't fully sacrificed ourselves to get to somewhere different. Okay. And so, 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 what this, what, what Jesus did, the example of Jesus, what he did is to sacrifice us, not only. Did he come down and he taught us that, you know, treat your neighbor like you would yourself, right? Uh, you have healing power within yourself. You have the power of God within yourself. Not only that, but then when Jesus gets crucified, right? Uh, the, the Pharisees, Sadducees, and the powers that be, the Roman Empire comes and crucifies him. He says, no, I got to go through this for you. Because I'm going to show you that not even the devil can take away your joy. So he goes down, he takes the keys from, from, from the devil, and he says, you can't even have my people. You, you, so now we are free from being heavily burdened by guilt, by shame, by jealousy. But here's the thing, Gerald, here's the thing. you got to choose it. If you feel like this guilt of the world, if you feel like that, like because I drank yesterday, because I did drugs yesterday, because I stole yesterday, that I don't have an opportunity for tomorrow, then that weight will heavily that will that that will weigh you down. 
You so, have to free yourself from that. So let me catch you there and ask. So then how is the Joy Life Center going to be working or going towards people in addiction? Where where does where mm. do people in addiction fit in? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that is and and and, and that is why um, our coming together is so powerful because what we are doing is exactly what the Bible says. Um, love your brothers, love your neighbor as you would yourself. My brother died, passed away from addiction. My brother Ramsey Lewis III was found in an alley from a heroin And all my life, Gerald, you know this, all my life I chased after him. And you did too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Trying to get him to a space and a place where he would sacrifice that pulling of his addiction for the freedom um, that God would, would have over his life. Um, and he fought hard for that. But what we know is that um, God does not waste anything. Um, and so what I what I know that the Lord has for us at this moment is to create a space and a place for those who are fighting addiction, who want uh, a, a greater foundation for themselves as they are pushing towards a life free of addiction. Um, and so what we're creating is Ramsey's house. Um, and so uh, through the sacrifice, you, you, you following me? Through, through Ramsey's sacrifice and through our sacrifice um, to, to find love and space and, 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 and community for our brothers and sisters who are fighting addiction, we are building a facility that would support them in their time of need. Okay, right. That's what community does. So then, so, so if we're, if we're looking at that sacrifice and, 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 and please know that, and, and you, I don't even have to say this, but I'm saying it for anybody listening. I dearly loved Ramsey, and um, yeah. he he was just he was a wonderful person, and and he is deeply missed. Yeah. Um, and so as as I as I first met with your your church and and I explained where I was with this entire addiction thing, I said, you know, I quoted Johann Hari that the opposite of addiction is not sobriety; mm-hmm. it is it is connection. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, that is what I guess I'm challenging you and your new church, which hopefully uh, before we go, you'll be able to give people a, a, uh, a, a, a some kind of a link where they will be able to connect with you because the, the world Absolutely. has changed. You don't have to walk through the front door of a church on Sunday. You can, you can come in virtually now, right. but, um, but what I challenge your church to do is create a place where people in addiction can come in and quickly get connected and not connected to people in addiction, right? We don't need to have the, the main church room and then there's this other room over there for them people. We need a place where I can walk in and I'm 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 connected. You know, I took you to a, a place called Above and Beyond in Chicago. And one of the things that uh, they do there that is so amazing is that when you walk through the front door, the executive director's office is right there because he wants you to meet when you come to his place feeling low, when you come to his place feeling lost, he wants you to meet the highest person in the building first. 
And and yeah. and so I hope that you know Joy Life Center, when I come through that door broken and feeling ashamed and feeling by myself, when I walk in, I don't meet somebody that that's down the ladder. I want to meet the top guy. I want to meet Bob. Sure. Yeah, man. <laughs> See, so, 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 see, that's what I'm saying, man. You're, you're preaching and you don't even know, bro. Um, or, may, or, or maybe, maybe you do know it, right? Uh, so, so that, that's exactly it, right? When you walk through the door, you're not trying to meeting the top guy is meeting God, right? And, and put, put people in a room where you can, because where two or more come together on one accord, there is God. Um, and so, when, when you when you talk about um, feeling alone or feeling like you're separated or segregated, um, that that is those are symptoms of uh, addiction or uh, life really getting you down. And community is what really breaks you out of that. Um, and, and so, as a church, uh, this this is church universal. We have to do a better job of putting our arms around everyone who comes into the church and not pointing them at the pastor, not pointing them at the ministerial staff, not pointing them at the, the lead musician or the singer, but pointing them at the God, because that's where the healing is. Um, and, and, and how do we do that, Cyril? Just like you're doing it, just like we're trying to do it at Joy, at Joy Life Center, um, be transparent. Be transparent with God, how God is moving in our lives. Each, each one of us um, is individually made, beautifully made, wonderfully made. Um, and it is our lives, no matter what we've been through and everything that we're going through, that is really the image of God. And, and that's what other people need to see. They need to see that there's, that, that there's not perfection, uh, but only striving towards greatness. And we're all trying to do that, right? Nobody hits perfection. The only one that was perfect was Jesus. Nobody hits perfection. We're all just striving to be a little bit better every day. Um, and so as we come together as, as, as community, looking at that and, and, and dissecting that and helping, being there as a helpmate for each one of us, uh, for, 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 for each one that walks through the door, then we'll see this community that God wants us to have in this time start to flourish and start to grow. Um, I think that elements of this we can see already in our society where nitpicking at differences, nitpicking at, 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 at how we are so different is the exact opposite of what God has called us to be. We're supposed to be showing how we are all the same. So we are all going through this. So let's, let's just yeah. jump right in then, okay? Yeah. Um, you know, if you had the opportunity to speak to other church leaders and tell them what they should, and, and I'm giving you your, your moment to, to, to tell somebody else what they should do, how would you set up your program to welcome people in addiction and, and, and to foster recovery at a church, be it Joy Life or any other church? What is, is having a, a, a an anonymous meeting in the basement enough? No, it's not. I, I, it's out of the four walls. It's actually going, it, 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 it's either going to facilities. So if you, if you can't, having a meeting at the church is a great place to start. But church, our community is outside of the walls. 
so, so one of the things that I look at how we run Joy Life Center is uh, Sunday morning is just the celebration of everything that God has done for us the week before and everything that God will do the week coming up. Hmm. The work really happens Monday through Saturday outside of the wall, right? And, and, and so going to facilities, talking to our brothers and sisters who are uh, going through kind um, whatever type of addiction struggle it might be, um, to, to know how we can help. And, and there's different ways to help, right? Uh, one of the things that we discussed was uh, with, with uh, in partnership with Above and Beyond is what can we do as a fundraiser? Is it clothing? Um, is it toiletries? Those are helpful things, right? Um, that help. Not only is it a physical need, but it lets people know that we're connected, right? And and then, like you said, it shouldn't be this page that is on it, it, the the very last page of your website, or you know, a a room off to the side, or even to to your point, not even a room in the basement. There should be. We, we should be speaking to addiction like every other element that we have in our life because it is real and it is a real part of everyone's life. Um, we, we are human beings going, we are spiritual beings going through a human experience. And that human quality has addictive personality. Some of it is drugs, some of it is sex, some of it is, we all have these things, right, um, that we're attracted to. What we're talking about uh, with drug addiction it should not be hidden as if uh, it is just them and it should never be us. We are all in this together. So I believe um, that churches should do a better job of having it be a front page headline um, and not, not just something that we do uh, uh, annually or semi-annually, uh, but quarterly or even monthly where there's some type of partnership uh, with a local uh, or regional uh, 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 addictive sober living like yourself um, or like Ramsey's house, uh, some kind of contact and engagement and actual physical connection to those houses and doing something on a regular basis to help those with drug, drug addiction and alcohol addiction. Well, you know, I, I love what you said about it being a, a celebration of last week. It reminds me of something a, a good brother named Terry P. out of Rockford used to say. Uh, he, he, we would talk about the fact that you go to a meeting uh, once a week, and he said, you know, the meeting is the pit stop. The race is out there. You know, I come to this meeting, and I can sit here for an hour and be very well behaved. <laughs> <laughs> but I got seven other days I got to deal with before y'all see me again. You know? Yeah, and um, yeah, and, and and I'll say, man, and and that's the one of one of the things when you when you talk about what's being preached from the pulpit is that there should be word coming from the pulpit that gets us through everyday life. When we come to church and we get saved, sanctified, and healed, filled with the Holy Ghost, um, and understand that we'll spend eternity with with God. That's cool, but you know, I got another, you know, 30, 40 years prayerfully to live on earth. How do I do that right? You know right. what I mean? Right. Um, I'm, I'm not just waiting to die. Um, I'm, I, I want to live and I want to live well. Um, and I want to live well with the time that God has given me. And, and that's what we have to do. You, you know, churches, some churches, some churches have done 
uh, a disservice by only preaching salvation and not practical application of the word. And that's what we're talking about here with uh, sober living. Well, let me let me give you something, um, you know, and see, and, and for you folks at home, you, you really don't want to be on the fly or the wall when me and Bobby get to talking because <laughs> we, we go someplace. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you. So my wife is a nurse. She does not have yeah. a drinking problem. She is as normal and as smart and as well-adjusted as I've ever met, except for the fact that she's with me. But let's not get that. But, yeah. you know, as a nurse, every six months or so, one of the other nurses will have a bachelorette party. Somebody's getting married or somebody's graduating or whatever, and all the girls go out and they tie one on and they have fun and they dance and they laugh and you know she calls me and come pick me up i had too many right and i'm mm -hmm. not you know i'm not telling her she's doing the responsible thing so i i, I applaud her for that mm -hmm. but that's social drinking right because she doesn't drink the rest of the week she doesn't think about that drink once it's over it's over till the next right. girl gets married right yeah. i don't drink like that in fact i drink a little bit and then I started saying, well, this ain't working fast enough, and I want to start doing some cocaine, <laughs> right? And I'm sitting right. in the basement mad at the world trying to figure out how I'm going to take over or get back at or, you know, plotting uh -huh. and scheming. It is not a fun thing. It is a miserable situation. And so I, I bring that up to say that I don't drink for fun. I drink because the weight of the world is killing me. Yeah. And I have not found in, in, in my weekly visit to the church whatever it takes to set my soul at ease to the point where that 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 80 pound weight that's sitting on my chest goes away and so when i do drugs and alcohol i don't think about that for for a short time it comes back and it usually comes back with a vengeance yeah but that's what's yeah. missing how do we mm -hmm. as a as a community help people that are fighting that pain fighting that hurt, fighting yeah. that fear, right? Because yeah. like you said, I got 30 years, I got to be here and I got to deal with this. Stuff don't change. It's, you know, I've been sober a long time. It's still a scary world and I'm still angry about some things. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't and, had and, to drink and, a drug today. Right, right. And and so the, the, the way that our, our, our churches should work uh, and the way that it's really the people in the community should work it's the relationship that happens there, connecting to one another. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's accountability, really, is what it is. Uh, that I love you so much that I'm going to make sure that I do whatever I can. That I not only do I not do things to put you in harm's way, but I'm going to help you stay out of harm's way, right? And as churches, we need to do and 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 do more of that. So if we don't have those kinds of relationships and 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 be perfect for those kinds of relationships in our churches and in our communities, then we won't have that transitional healing power that is necessary because that's what it is. So the relationship with God is not just, let me read your word on Sunday, let me go to church on Sunday, and that's it. It is a daily relationship with this speaking, God, what would you have me to do today? Reading the word and being, being, calm within yourself, not letting the world lead you, but looking to God to 
for guidance, right? And so what 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 people try to do or kind of confuse this relationship with God that we should have is uh, God just give me what I need right now. Or Santa Claus. If it ain't, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, I prayed, I went to the altar, I gave my tithe. Now give me what I want. Right, right. They say in, in, in AA's big book, they talk about, you know, you, you asking for things like a greedy child on Christmas morning, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's just not how the world, the universe, that's not how God set this up. Uh, uh, it, it has always been God has created us to be in relationship with God, not as a transaction. But through love, right? And and so, our, our, when 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 we look at and and you saying, yeah, you know, how can people who are heavily burdened, who really want change in their lives, uh, how can they find that at the church? Well, you know what? I'll give you this example, Cheryl, and and I'll ask you the choice that you made to love your wife. Mm-hmm. And the love that you have with your wife, you know the things that you can do and the things that you can't do, right? Yes, you sir. know the things that would, right? And you, you, you've probably sacrificed certain things to know, man, if I do that, the game's over and I'm a loser, right? Motorcycle. <laughs> there you go. God is no different. God is no different. He loves us. Right? He'll always love us. But the thing is, is that when you come to God and come to relationship, we know those things deep down inside that aren't pleasing to the Lord that we're doing. And we can't trick God. You know what I mean? Like people who know they shouldn't be drinking or doing drugs, when you're doing it, God still sees you doing it. So you're not tricking us. Right, right. (laughs) You're fooling nobody. Well, look, let's talk because we're going to have to wind up soon. And and I want to put this on the mind of, of Bobby Lewis, pastor of Joy Life Center, and I, I want to put it on the mind of anybody else that's listening. Yeah. I am a member of a, a group. I've been going to the same support group meeting, uh, 12-step meeting for almost 10 years, every Wednesday morning at 9 o'clock. Those people know me. You know, it does me no good to bounce around. It, you know, you can't you can't go to a meeting in this town and a meeting in that town and a meeting in that town and expect mm-hmm. to get anything out of it. It's nice and it's good to see it, but they don't know. I, I can be anybody. But this group right, has right. seen me in all my different moods, right? They see me happy. They see me sad. They see me, you know, worried, et cetera. And so it so happened yesterday we were we were in a meeting and the guy said well i got a topic unless somebody else got something that's troubling them that's how we start every week (laughs) and and i and i brought up that you know i'm angry and i feel like fighting right now the world is beating me up and he said okay well then let's talk about that and that's what we talked about that day and so i wonder is it possible and i and i asked you this as a pastor is it possible to bring in a sermon but know that there may be somebody that needs to hear something else that morning. Maybe open up a space for that, for the ser- for for the service to go a different direction than was planned. I just I just ask. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, 
the uh, the altar call is really for that. Uh, and so, so one thing that we've gotten used to is having, you know, these three three and four hour church services. Man, you know, the 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 idea that the pastor gets up, the pastor is, is listening to God and saying, okay, this is what God has told me at this moment. But then when when the altar call happens and and the pastor says, now come, let me hear. What, what's on your mind. Let me hear what's on your shoulders. Every person who has something that is on their shoulders should come up and tell the pastor, hey, pastor, this is what God has been telling me, or this is what I've been going through. Um, and at that moment, the, the pastor should should either should pray for that person, um, but then, you know, should be led to raise a hand and say, you know, I know that this person isn't the only one going through this, uh, and if they don't mind, let's pray and let's talk about um, or, or, or raise your hand if you're going through these issues, right? And if we need to do more in this community for uh, addiction, or if we do need to do more in this company, in this community for whatever is heavily burdening the community, then that's the opportunity. That's how we find out, right? But 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 check it out, Gerald. If we don't stand up like you did in that meeting and say, hey, this is what's going on and this is what's troubling me and actually walk to Jesus, right? Walk to the altar and let it be known. That's, that is the sacrifice that frees us. That is the breaking free from feeling alone, from the devil holding you back, from the burden that you're carrying. That is the moment. It's not the preacher. The preacher is just trying to tend the soil to get you to say, all right, I'm finally going to get to the altar to tell them what my problem is. There's no way that any preacher is going to hit every problem that's in the congregation. The preacher is just trying to set the atmosphere to give you the understanding that this is your moment to come to Jesus and lay down your burden. We have to break free. We but, have to stand up. Right. That's what I, I guess that's what I'm challenging you to do it is, you know, create a environment where it is where people feel accepted you know the reason yeah. i felt comfortable to say what i said was because i knew i was not judged i knew i was among friends i know those people love me yeah and that is what is so important in any community is you know like we said it is connection there's a difference between i'm around these people and I am yeah. of these people. And and yeah. we as alcoholics and addicts, when entering into the church, need to quickly and efficiently be welcomed to feel and belong and know that we are of these people. We're gonna have to get off and so I only got a couple minutes left. So I I, oh, I don't man. wanna I don't wanna forget to talk about the fact that you just won a gospel music award. Gospel Choice Music Award Award for uh best Gospel House Song of the Year. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's exciting. It's exciting. You important. Um, <laughs> only because I know you. Oh, I see what man. you did. <laughs> <laughs> I got favor, man. That's it. Well, well tell us before we, before we go, man. Tell us who helped you with the music, and 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 uh, and I need you on. I need you on uh, on tape, giving me giving me the the permission to play it one time on on the podcast so people can hear a little bit of it but tell me about Absolutely. the guys that produced it because those are some pretty interesting guys too 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Tippy, uh, he's one of the founders of House Music, wrote time to Jack and uh, uh, Michael Wanderman out in uh, Germany. So we actually wrote the song uh, during the pandemic, at, at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, um, and recorded it virtually. Uh, we still haven't been in the same studio yet. Uh, released it in the fall of last year, and it it, uh, it just grained a lot of traction. Uh, so God is able, man, I, I tell you. Uh, the name of the song is Lift You Up. Uh, you can find it on all of the streaming uh, platforms. And, Gerald, you can use any of my music anytime you want, free of charge, man, but just you. <laughs> just, just me. That's right. <laughs> well, look, man. Look, man. First of all, you know, you, you know how much I love you, and and I would do anything for you. We're gonna we're gonna make sure that as we close out here, people people hear your music, and um, please, you know, yeah. look up Joy Life Center. Do you guys have a website yet, or is that coming, or what's up? Yeah, so everything will be launched this this uh, this coming month. So joylifecenter.org. Um, you can find uh, our social media platforms. So on uh, Instagram, it's Pastor Bobby. On Facebook, it's Joy Life Center. Um, and on um, on Twitter, it is Pastor Bobby. Um, and so I, I post every day uh, an encouraging word. Um, and we will have more to come and offering um, towards the end of the month at our first. We, we're looking to have our first. Um, our first service either at the end of August or the beginning of September. But we're working hard to to, to lift this up. Uh, we're on the south side of Chicago in the Beverly area, so we look forward to seeing you all at Joy Life Center. Yes, uh, and, yes, and before we end, I want to say just a little prayer for you, Gerald, and, and for all that you're doing, and for all the people that are are listening. Now, I, I won't be too long if that's okay. I, I would love it. Thank you. Most gracious and heavenly Father, Lord God of all, uh, we love you, God, and, and we just thank you for all that you're doing in this season, Lord God. I thank you for Gerald and uh, the, the vision that you've given to him, Lord God, and the life that you've bestowed on him that he's touching so many uh, in your vineyard right now, Lord God. He is a beacon of life. Uh, he is one that you have called in a time such as this help those who are heavenly burdened, Lord God. You have given him such a wonderful platform, Lord God. I ask that you keep him whole, Lord God. I ask that you keep his family whole. I ask that you give him strength, Lord God. I ask that you give him wisdom, Lord God. I ask that everyone that comes across, Gerald, that uh, feels your spirit just uh, illuminating through his being, Lord God. I ask that you uh, impart all the success of Jesus upon him, Lord God, as he walks boldly into his promises, Lord God. And to every listener that's here, I ask God's blessing upon you, your household, and your family. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Thank you, brother. I love you, bro. Love you, too. We'll talk to you soon, man. All right.
gentlemen, brothers and sisters, the time has come to move out into deeper waters, to trust our faith in him, no matter the moment he is able. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ask and think. He is a way a strong provider. Trust in him, he will sustain you. Recovery Greenhouse is a product of Sauk Valley Voices of Recovery. I'm Gerald Lott, Executive Director and host of the show. I'd like to thank you and my guests for sharing this time with us. Uh, the program is created in conjunction with NRG Media. Thank you to them for all they do. If you have a problem with drugs or alcohol and you need help, please, please reach out for someone. If you can't find anyone in your immediate circle, reach out to your local hospital, police department, social service agency, or recovery community organization. There's always somebody out there willing to help.